Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Hey, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. I am joined by my co-host for this episode, Emily Striegel. Emily, how are you? What's up? <laughs> your, your voice crack there? What's up? It's like Bobby, Bobby Brady style. Yeah, something like that. But um, great for you to join me on this episode. Initially, this was going to be a Motorhead special. Um, I recorded a great interview with Martin Popoff. And also another Motorhead interview, or Motorhead-related interview, and uh, you know Martin and I go into Motorhead's history, but instead we're bumping that by uh, probably a week or so, so we can bring you this Rob Duke's interview, which I think is really timely, and I want to get this out to you guys as, as soon as possible. Um, Emily, let's talk a little bit about the history we've had with with Rob. Such a great guy. He, I love Rob Dukes. Yeah, he is Dukes. known for being the ex-singer of Exodus. He had a, a long run with that band and put out just some just great music with them. And you know what? Let's get into some of that music right now. 
This is Children of a Worthless God, Exodus featuring Rob Dukes. And uh, Rob has tons of other stuff going on, including the Fragile Mortals album, The Dark Project with Daryl McDaniels, which is coming out in just a week or just like less than two weeks two weeks from the night we're recording this by the time you hear this it's probably going to be just about a week some people might not know who Daryl McDaniels is Daryl McDaniels is DMC from Run DMC and he has been working with Rob and his band Generation Kill and they do this they do this um, thing called Fragile Mortals, and again, they finally released these tracks. They're finally about to release these tracks. We'll have it linked through today's show notes. I highly urge you guys to download that and support what Rob and Generation Kill and Daryl McDaniels are doing with this, because it's some great stuff. It's some great stuff. And Rob's going to tell us uh, about about it in the interview. He said some interesting things about the future of Fragile Mortals. He also gives us an update on Generation Kill and this band, Exodus. Yeah. 
That was Children of a Worthless God by Exodus, featuring our friend Rob Dukes on vocals. Yeah, Rob used to live in New York State. Now he's out in Arizona, but he has come to New Jersey and hung out with us numerous times. When we see, we saw him at the Judas Priest show a couple of years ago, but we saw him after that. He came to the house after so that. So fun. Yeah. I mean, he's been to our house a couple of times at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And always such a good time. We always talk Star Wars. We always talk music and just what's going on. I mean, he's he's honestly one of my favorite people in the biz. And the history goes way back to when John and I did Talking Metal on Fuse. Do you remember that, Emily? We jammed oh, with Exodus. Oh, so good. Rob was a part of Exodus. That was the first time, time I met him. Yeah, and we jammed the Metallica song, Seek and Destroy, which is up on YouTube. It has hundreds of thousands of views. Go check it out. It was Let's a, link that. On yeah, we, yeah, it'll be in the show notes on uh, on today's uh, episode. So just go to TalkingMetal.com, look for the show notes for this episode, which is 677, and you can watch that video. Right now, we're going to get into Generation Kill, and we'll follow that up with my interview with Rob Dukes. This is... Carney love uh, Carnies. We love Carnies. Emily, I, I never heard the word Carney before I met Emily. She, I know. She, you. Well, I, what I, is a Carney? Well, not everyone knows. Okay. Well, a Carney is someone who moves and works with a carnival. So every year in Indiana, Bluffton, Indiana, this tiny little where Emily's from. I'm from this tiny little town called Bluffton, Indiana, and the only thing that happened in Bluffton was the Bluffton Street Fair, and it was once a year, and they would bring all these you know, rides and games to town. And I just remember that was the first time I really heard metal music. Is that weird? No. Because I would go on this ride called the Ski Bob. Right. Ski Bob or something like that. And it would like, the the ride would go around in circles, but it kind of went up and down to kind of simulate like you were on a ski run. I don't know, like a, a snow, what, what's it called? Like a sled? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and She's simulating it with her hands as <laughs> she talks to me. I know, like around in circles. But I remember distinctly being this like kind of sheltered farm girl from rural Indiana. And these guys would come in, these carnies would come in, and they would play their metal music. And that's probably the, the first times I ever heard Sabbath and Dio and all of these bands yeah. were by these carnies yeah. would come and play their crazy music and they would have no teeth and they'd be smoking cigarettes and laughing their asses off when everyone would puke all over their rides. Right. <laughs> right. And I had like this, like, wow, who are these people? Right. Yeah. That's how you got turned on to music back in the day before the <laughs> internet. No, really it was, it was. Like, like you'd go into a record store, you'd hear music, you'd go to the carnival, you'd, you'd hear music uh, and to me, you know, I'm an old fogey now, but it gave it such a value, you know, as opposed to just somebody, check this link out. You know, it, there was it such was. a value. You tracked it down. There was no Shazam that you could hold up. You had to, you had to hunt. You had to really chase your music down, well, and it made also, it more valuable. As a little girl, there was like this element of danger and like, who are these weird people coming in, these trans, you know, these people coming into my community like just for a few days and then they're off to the next place and they're playing this crazy music for me it was really an experience yeah anyways rob dukes the history goes way back uh to the fuse show to the after that john and i remember interviewing him in numerous bars 
John shot some stuff with him backstage at an Exodus show. We jammed. He then came back and jammed with John and I in 2012 with Dan Lorenzo. We did a Sabbath cover. So much history with this guy. A true brother of the Talking Metal family, without a doubt. And this is Carney Love by Generation Kill, Rob's band. And we're going to follow that up with my brand new interview with Rob Dukes. We talk about Fragile Mortals, Generation Kill, and, of course, Exodus. Here we go, guys.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast and checking in with us on the line once again. Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, Fragile Mortals, ex-singer of Exodus. How are you, Rob? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm psyched because we finally, after name changes and, and teases of singles and, and teases of lots of songs and cool trailers and videos, we finally are here. Fragile Mortals is going to be out, I guess, in about two weeks, right? Yeah, on uh, July 13th. Um, it'll, be, um, it'll be a digital release. Um, not sure what we're doing with hard copies as of yet. Um, we're just going to release it digitally and just put it out there. Um, it's been a lot of, uh, been a lot of work. It's probably going back and forth, you know, um, you know, because Daryl's so busy and I live in Arizona, it was, you know, a culmination of all those things. And plus just, um, you know, just, putting it out there and and then finally we're just like you know what let's just put it out as a full record you can you can buy the whole thing or you can buy individual songs or whatever and uh we're gonna you know see what happens you know what i mean just throw it out there cool you know? and and just to review in case there's people listening who haven't heard your past interviews we're talking about daryl mcdaniels the dmc of run dmc and essentially all of generation kill your band, you guys have gotten together and yeah. formed, you know, and this has been going on for years, but you formed this, this new band project, Fragile Mortals. And we've heard teases of, of the stuff here on Talking Metal. There's some tracks up on iTunes, but finally we're going to get this, this full length release. And can you talk a little bit about the production of this? Like how, how far back you actually started the whole recording process? Um, yeah, it started a couple of years ago, actually. I mean, uh, originally I had met Daryl and then, um, he had asked me, um, <clears throat> actually generation Kelly said, Hey, you guys want to write a song with me? And we're like, yeah. So we wrote a song called lot lizard, which was really the first song we wrote together. And basically it was, um, full of riffs. And I, uh, I said, you know, I, I think these two riffs will work. Let's do this. And then, um, we put it together musically and we sent Daryl the music and I sent, and, and I had the music and we met in New York and, uh, I flew to New York. We all met at a studio. We walked in and I had my lyrics and he had his lyrics. Now, when we had written the music, we had, we had composed it in a sense that, okay, well, Daryl, you're going to sing from, from, you know, uh, a minute 10 to a minute 40. And then uh, Rob's going to sing from, um, you know, a minute 40 to a minute. <clears throat> and then, uh, we'll do the choruses together, but I ended up doing the chorus alone. So that's basically how the process worked. I didn't ask him for his melody or his lyrics. We just picked the topic of what the song was going to be about. And then we would right. meet in the studio and basically just wing it. You know what I mean? It was kind of yeah. fucking cool because we had no idea what each other were going to do. And it, it it just seemed to work kind of well for the first song. And then he said, well, hey, let's do another one. So we did another one. And then let's do another one. So we did another one. And, and then the process kept going. And over a year's time of traveling back and forth between Arizona, where I live, and New York, and the band writing music, and we were working on a new G Generation Kill album at the same time. 
so basically what we did is we kind of abandoned the, we put generation kill on the back burner and just concentrated on this over about a year's period of going back and forth. And, and, um, we had, you know, different songs and, and we brought, uh, we, um, I reached out to, uh, Ron, uh, Bumblefoot. Um, at the time he was still in guns and roses. So he was, he was, uh, he was quite busy, but he was able to, if we recorded everything in the studio and platinum sound in New York, we could send him the files and then he was mixing it while he was on the road and doing things. And then I think when he quit guns and roses, it became more of a project. So we actually started going to his studio cause he was now home and uh, we finished the album with him. We did it. Um, I, I probably sang seven of the 10 songs at his house. Uh, my friend Mike uh, from Flotsam and Jetsam has a studio here. He's a guitar player. Uh, Mike Gilbert, and right. he um, he lives right he lives right, right near me. So some of the songs I I sang here, like we, they did all the music in New York. I did my vocals here, then vo- then they would send them down, and Daryl would do his vocals in New York, and it was kind of so. Some of the songs we weren't even together. We were just kind of like, here's what I did, and here's what you did. Um, we did a Rolling Stones cover um, that I did here, and, and I didn't even I wasn't with Daryl when he did his part, and and um, it was like a unique process, man. It really was. It was cool. Um, we did a couple shows in between. We went and uh, Run DMC played a, a festival in Pennsylvania. And uh, so we flew in, I flew in, and the band, we all went there and watched DMC and then hung out till the next night. And then the next night we played together as Fragile Mortals, with, which was funny. We had the DJ from Run DMC behind us, and he was fucking scratching. And okay. while we were doing we did the Fragile Mortals, and we'd, we'd never done it before. We had just, wow, it was like, okay, let's just play it live. And and that with minimal rehearsals, and we just kind of, you know, like, these are the songs, and we're just going to do it. And we pulled it off, and it was uh, it was fun, man. It was, it was actually, it was, it was fucking nerve-wracking because um, there was just so much material. You know, and we were doing a couple Run DMC uh, songs. We we or we did Walk This Way. We did uh, Tricky, and we do them real heavy. And it was kind of yeah. like it was just it was just a myth. So um, you know, over the last couple years, it's been fun. You know what I mean? And and you know, becoming friends with the guy and 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 Daryl's such a good human being. He really is. And it's just been this, um, you know, cool uh, compilation of music. And you know, um. You know, I you know it's one of those it's 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 one of those things that I know that the metalheads are gonna fucking hate it, and I know that the rap people are gonna hate it. So yeah. there's really no room for us anywhere, um, except for people with an open mind yeah, that go, oh, say, well, this is kind of fucking yeah. cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah. you know, but uh, the 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 metal the metal uh, vanguard are gonna are gonna hate it. Yeah. You know, I, and I, so I the, the rappers. I think it's great and, stuff. I mean, I encourage all the the talking metal listeners to to give it a chance to check it out. We'll definitely play some music yeah. off of it later on in this uh, in this podcast. Um, is is there? Yeah, man. Is there um, a future for it, Rob? Like, is it, you know, I, I saw you guys play a show at Dingbats. You <clears> mentioned <throat> the the festival show. I know you've played a like you said a handful of shows. Is is there like a touring future for it? Is there is there a future period for Fragile Mortals? Um, I, I think basically at this point, we're, you know, we are all just consigned to the fact that okay, we made a record, and if we get the 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 occasional show, we can go do it. You know what I mean? Um, there's right. nothing that we've, 
uh, said, Hey man, we're going to go do a two month tour or we're going to get in a bus or a van and we're going to go. There's none of that. I mean, we haven't, uh, I, I'm not willing to do that at this point. Um, basically, um, you know, I have a, a full-time job that I, I like, and, and I have a home in, in, in Chandler, Arizona. Um, I got married. My life is different than it was when I was in Exodus, whereas I was, you know, I wasn't married. I was single. I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. I rented a, a fucking apartment. You know, now everything's kind of changed over the last right. three years, and, and, and most of the guys in the are the same way. Now, Daryl's a different story, but... Daryl's just very busy, man. He's, he's, yeah. he's writing books. He does comic books. He's doing, he's, you know, he does, uh, he has like a, like a, a band that he goes out and he plays a bunch of songs and, and he does his thing. And, you know, so for us to find the time to be able to do it correctly and do it properly, uh, I don't really know if it's there, but you never know, man. I mean, you know, we never know, you know, it, one thing is it's not out yet, so right. people don't know about it. And if it was able to build some 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 where people want it, then of course we'll go yeah. do it. But right now, you know, it's not like people are knocking down the door to come, hey, come play, you know. Right. And it's not that way. So, um, yeah, cool. So well, I guess we'll we'll see how it all transpires. Yeah. yeah. Well, to switch gears a little bit, I mean, Generation Kill, you guys have put out two two great records and you're working on a third is that correct yeah we're we're about halfway through we um we're we got five songs you know it's kind of weird i've been reading a lot of stuff about the tool record how and how they're it's just been so long since they've right. had a record out and the, and basically maynard's like look man uh, we're not gonna put it out till it's done and that's basically kind of where we're at we've we um we did get sidetracked with the fragile moral stuff but you know, also what it did to us by doing that project, it changed the band. It changed the dynamic of how we were doing things before we would just go into a room and we would just crank out songs that we kind of, you know, we, we just, that we wrote this time. It's different. It's, it changed the dynamic of everything. We we've added elements that we didn't have before, you know, um, we're taking, you know, uh, pages from, from, uh, from Frank Zappa and from Mr. Cool. Bungle and, awesome. and Faith No More. And we're definitely uh, not just because we also realize that, Hey man, let's just put out something that, that we really, really like rather than just, you know, I mean, if we could go out and, and pump out 10 metal songs pretty simply and, and pretty not, not saying simply, but it just, it would be, it would be easier to do that. <clears throat> Right, we're actually right. taking the harder road of no, let's have a bunch of dynamics in the songs. Let's, you know, <clears throat> listening to, to volume four of black Sabbath, you know, listening to that album, it, it cranks along, cranks along. And all of a sudden, right. And right when you're, the songs are really grooving, boom, they drop this piano piece changes on, yeah, on sure. it. You know what I mean? And yep. it just, <clears throat> and then, it, and then it picks right back up and, and it just gets, and the whole album is this, you know, dynamic uh, roller coaster ride, and that's basically what we're trying to do. The same thing. I'm I'm a huge fan of Mr. Bungle, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, and Frank Zappa. In the last year, I can say I've listened to a lot of uh, Captain Beefheart and, right. and all that stuff. So, little trout you know, maps. We've taken, yeah, man. We've just taken. We know we did. We we've kind of said, hey, man, we we can do whatever the fuck we want. We don't. We're not. We're not obliged to anybody but ourselves and the same thing with the fragile album we just did it because we wrote songs that we wanted to hear 
And that's basically what we're doing, but we're not, it's not as simple as, um, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, guitar, solo, chorus, chorus out. You know, it's not that it's, it's, there's been way more, um, time changes and key changes and just a lot of weird, cool stuff that we had never done before. And, And the guys are working really hard at making music that's really challenging and, 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 and um, not much sugar challenging, but just challenging to us and trying right. to get all of our ideas and all our, our, um, our, our passions all on one thing. So we're about halfway through. We've got about five songs that are, uh, that are, that are uh, musically complete, maybe six. And, um, and then we're gonna, and, and, and vocally I've, I've, got my four track at home and, and I'm just doing stuff and, and then I'm going to go back in New York and, and, and start doing vocals soon on at least those five tracks. And while I'm there, we're going to work on the other four or five tracks that we have started and have skeletons for. So, yeah. Cool. When you say four track, you, you got a, like an old school cassette four track you're working on. No, no, no. I have the four track in my phone. So what, uh, I, what I can do is okay, I can, okay. I get up. So, take the MP3 of the music and I, and I put it in my four track on my iPhone and then oh, I have, okay. uh, actually I have eight tracks. It's actually eight cause you can double. So I actually have a, like a little in my phone. So I take my, my microphone and I plug it right into my, I use my head headphone adapter and I can plug it right into my phone and oh, I cool. can stand like in a, in my closet right. and sing with headphones on oh, and nice. I can sing and I can do multiple tracks. So it's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, Generation Kill has always been a band that's been, you know, pulled from different musical genres and very hard to categorize because you guys were never really a straight ahead metal band at all. And although metal is there, but but so is a lot of other stuff. Is it is it safe to say that the new stuff you guys are working on is even more diverse than than the last two records? Yeah. Yeah, it's even it's even weirder. Yeah, it's um, yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> we were never like a thrash band. I know we got kind of lumped in there because of my past, but right. um, the truth was, we were. I think we were a rock band right from the very beginning. We were just kind of, we had kind of slower, groovier stuff, and we had some. We had one that was just piano and left an acoustic guitar on the first record. It was you know just something you know uh, me and Rob did together. And then, you know, so there has always been, let's draw from all the influences that we've had in our lives and put it into stuff that we're doing for ourselves. And, you know, we, from the beginning, we all, we always looked at it like, let's just write songs that we want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. so, um, and if other people like it, then cool. And if they don't, then whatever, like it's, you know, at least, you know, I can enjoy it. And, um, it's funny when I'm at work, sometimes so we have Pandora on, and uh i'll hear uh, a generation kill song it's like wow like i think there is there is no hope is on um it got put on a compilation like a metal compilation so pandora it's in a it's in a rotation like if you have on slayer radio or um or like uh any kind of metal radio that somehow sometimes gets put in there and I was at work and, and there's no hope got played and it's killer because it's like, it's awesome. it starts out real thrashy and then it goes into like this weird kind of Judas priest kind of weird thing that, you know, that they would do in the seventies and, and uh, like this little interlude that, you know, doesn't seem to really belong there, but it's there. And, right. and, and you know, it was kind of cool to, to have it. Yeah. Are you guys working with a, a producer on this record or it's self-producing? We're self-producing this. We're basically here's where we're at at this point. 
we're writing the songs. We're going to put them all together. And then we're, you know, we're going to decide how we want to approach the actual recording process. So, you know, um, we might reach out to Ron. We might, um, we might reach out to Zeus. We're going to, yeah. Zeus did um, the last record. It's really basically, yeah. Bumblefoot did the Friday records and Zeus did the last uh, GK record. So, you know, basically it comes down to, uh, who's available, uh, it comes down to uh, money because we finance this ourselves. So you know, um, you know, those are the those are the factors. We don't have a, a label behind us anymore. Nuclear Blast decided that they didn't want anything, uh, another uh, record, and <clears throat> we really didn't want to work with them anymore anyway. They were they were they're a good label if you're established. If you're not, um, they're really pretty difficult to to work with. Um, because they're, you know, you know, look, we're, we're forties. We all have jobs and families and kids and, you know, all that shit. So for us to get in a van for no money and, you know, fly to Europe on your own dime to go promote your own CD is just, it's just not a reality. Um, it's not the way it happens. So we're happy just, you know, okay, we can, we can make a money, uh, you know, uh, make a record with our own money. And, you know, that's enough, you know, and if we get the, the, the luxury of doing a show all here and there and, and, and playing for our friends in New York or New Jersey when we're, when, you know, we can, and the one-off shows, I think, uh, November we're playing a show at Brugeria here in, in Phoenix that my friend, um, is, uh, asked us to do and we're known for them for his, uh, it's like a 25th anniversary of his tattoo shop. So we're going to, yeah. He's throwing a big party, and uh, it's us and Brugeria playing the the party, which is cool. You know nice. what I mean? So, okay, can you, you know, just for hang the, out my buddy Nick Barker? Oh, nice, cool. Can you just for the listeners yeah. run down the the lineup of Generation Kill? Who's actually in the band? And of course, that lineup is also <clears> the Fragile Mortals lineup plus Daryl McDaniel. Right. It, it's right. So it's Daryl from you know DMC, Run DMC, and myself. Then uh, Rob Machete, um, bass. He is. He's played in uh, in MOD. He played in uh, Propane for a long time. Right. Um, you know, really good dude. Good good bass player. Good songwriter. You know, um, <clears throat> just a very talented guy all around. Uh, then we have on the on guitars we have uh, uh, Jason Trenzer, who um, uh, just awesome guitar player. Uh, uniquely uh for, he's gotten so much better in the last couple of years ever he said i think it's because he worked with bumblefoot you know oh, he said okay. he just practiced more but right when he after after working with bumble he just got so fucking good he just oh, really? he, wow. it just changed his playing and the guitar solos on on the fragile album are fucking phenomenal like it's the best he's ever played it's cool. they're they're those guitar solos are, f- are phenomenal um jason velez another great guitar player uh brilliant dark songwriter he's to me he's just uh he's a uh he's like a malcolm young he's just a great rhythm player keeps it all always plays the same very consistent um not sloppy at all like you know always just you know plays to his ability uh and incredibly and then we got rob yules on drums um yules is a madman he's he's great this bodybuilder he's fucking this huge monster bodybuilder he's got this killer kit and he just he he's he pulls from so many people that he 
that he uh, is inspired by. He he can play like uh, he just plays he just plays awesome. He's a, yeah. he's a great drummer, and it's like effortlessly too because he's a big monster. You think he'd be smashing through the kit like fucking Bam Bam, but he's just he has this finesse, especially when he when he's riding on the hi hat. He plays like Stuart Copeland. He has this incredible just uh, and he's just I got a great feel for what we're doing, and he's he's a perfect fit. And um and and live and he's, you know when I've seen him live, he's 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 fun to watch too, which not all drummers are. You know, he's he's got a real presence on the stage. Even with Daryl McDaniels up there with you he, guys, he, like my eyes kept going to, to him on the drums. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah, man, and, and plus he's as big as Conan. Like when Conan was in his prime, he's just like this huge monster. Yeah. And just watching him, you're like, how can a guy that big be so fluent and just and flow the way he does? It's so rad. It's just. And, and this will yeah, be his, man. I mean, look, this will be his first record with you guys. This will be his first record with you guys. Fragile was fragile, fragile, fragile yeah. was his first Fred, record. Right. Yes, Got it. Right. right, right. And then, and then the G Kill record. He'll, this will be his first. He, right. you know, he does all that stuff like effortless. You know, it's it's he's always on time. His meter is awesome. He doesn't speed up. He doesn't slow down. He just he plays the songs the way they're supposed to be played. And and doesn't make it difficult for anybody. You don't, you, I've, I've never been, <clears throat> most drummers are even like Tom hunting was like that too. I just knew that the drums are going to be right. Like right. you want to, I, I'm not bashing other drummers, but I played with other drummers who like you, I was always in fear of getting thrown off because of their, either their timing was off or the meter was off or they would miss a, a cue or something, you know? And, and, uh, um, <clears throat> so, you know, these guys, you know, Rob isn't like that at all. He's, he's fucking awesome. It's, uh, and, and like, you know, like, so we're playing in Minnesota, uh, generation kills playing a show in Minnesota, uh, later this month, I think like the 28th of July, it's a Saturday. We're playing in like outside Chicago, like 90 minutes, like 90 miles from Chicago. Oh, okay. Cool. Some little festival that some, our friends are putting on. So we're, we're there. So, so I, I was just going to fly to Minnesota but I just decided that I, I'd, I'd rather fly to New York and just take the ride with them from from New York to Minnesota to play. Wow, so um, driving out with all the gear and stuff, we, yeah. Yeah, the drive out because it's going to be so much fucking fun because being in a van with these guys for, for a day is, is, is going to be an hysterical, uh, fun experience. So I am going to rehearse cause we haven't played together in a long time. So I need to go rehearse. So we're going to rehearse one day, one night, we'll go through the set list. We're going to play rehearse all the spots that are a little weird, um, for me. And then we'll, we'll get in the van and we're going to drive out to, uh, to Minnesota. And then I'm going to fly home from Minnesota to be back at work on Monday. So, wow. Cool. Um, but cool. yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Cool, excellent. And any idea when we might hear the hear the new generation kill? Uh, you know, if if I give a date, then I'd be disappointing people. Um, basically, unfortunately, it's kind of like the Tool project, where it's, we're not going to really release it till it's done. But we did what we what we are going to do is while we're uh, doing um, while we're recording new stuff we decided that we were going to do a handful of covers um, songs to um, give away free. So what we're going to do is while we're doing the drums for one song, we just tracked a cover song. And then when I go there to do the vocals, 
they'll have them all ready and I'll just sing them. And then we're just going to put them out there for free. Just say, Hey man, here's this until we finish the record, which I, you know, if you're, if you're waiting for it, just as a, as a, I know it's been a long time and we're sorry, but here's some songs and enjoy cool. <laughs> kind of nice. what we're going to, and they're going to be really weird covers that you'd be like, no, they're not doing that. Yeah. So, right. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. Definitely. Cool. You did that nine yeah, inch man. nails cover. I'm thinking that was on the first record, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wish. wish. And then right. we did a Rolling a Rolling Stones cover for the Fragile Mortals record. Right, okay. We didn't do one for the for the second generation kill record. Right. But we're gonna do a couple. We're gonna do a All couple right, cool. songs and just say, Hey man, sorry for the delay. Here's a, a, a couple covers. So enjoy. Excellent. You know. And then they're gonna be weird stuff that you like you know, you know but you're like, Oh yeah, I know that song, but wow, that's weird. Okay. Uh, that was our plan. Cool. So. Cool. And you know, we we've spoken about your your great time in in exodus you did some really great work with them in the studio and on the on the stage uh and last time i had you on it had been a while since you'd been out of the band i asked you if you ever heard from those guys again and you said no so i, I did want to ask you again today has has there been any contact with the the form the, your former band members in exodus at this point yeah i'm gonna say it was about eight or nine months ago. Really? Um, okay. Gary, Gary, me and Gary and I had spoke, we, we reached out and, and, um, we talked and, uh, it was the first time we had talked <clears throat> in years. And, um, first one was, it was, it was nice. It was awkward. I, I, I hung up the phone with a feeling of, of kind of like just regret that I hadn't called sooner. Or, you know, we haven't spoken sooner. You know what I mean? Uh, actually, a, a mutual friend had, had kind of um, put us in the in the realm of talking. Um, I, uh, my friend Ray, who's a, a Pittsburgh Penguin fan, which so he's not a very good human being because right. of that. He's <laughs> okay. a horrible human being because he's a Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Um, and uh, nobody likes Ray. Ray is because he like Pittsburgh, nobody likes him. I mean, that's just how it is. Only if you're in Pittsburgh is he liked. And, right. and even there, I'm, I doubt they like him that much. For the, for the anyway, listeners, Rob um, is a, an enormous Rangers fan, just so that is clear for the. Yeah, the, the greatest listener. hockey team ever. And the Penguins are, are horrible. Uh, I whatever. So Ray sucks. That's, that's really what uh, <laughs> okay. it should be known. But Ray had somehow. <clears throat> um, convinced us that we, we should, uh, you know, bury the, the, the you know, the bad blood and, and kind of just move on. And, you know, what's funny too, is I, I had read, uh, this little story. I don't know where, remember where I read it, but, but Sammy Hagar had sent Eddie Van Halen a tweet saying, happy birthday, dude. I hope all is well. Right, and it was that. just, and then they asked him why he did that. He said, ah, you know, I don't want to die with that stuff. I don't want to go through my life with this, you know, nagging, um, anger and resentment and you know because you know when things end they don't nothing really ends good i mean most things end badly like really rarely just say hey this is so awesome let's just part ways you know what i mean that rarely right. ever yeah. happens you know um usually things are amiss and things are are, are not and that's kind of how it was i mean i was at fault um i think they were at fault i think we, we all kind of agreed that we all kind of have a part to play in this and that's right. true and i did too and and it took some while to see that, you know, first it was anger and then resentment and, and then you go through like, dude, I was losing, you know, um, you know, five friendships, my job, my security that I had, had, had 
grown my life I had grown accustomed to. Uh, so all that had, you know, played a part in, 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 uh, in all of, so when I did speak with Gary, it was, uh, it was a relief. It was, it was kind of like what, what Sammy talked about, you know, that, yeah, man, it's, it's nice to not hold on to that. So it just kind of all went away. You know, it really did. And I had spoken with Lee, I had spoken with Lee a few times. And, and so since I spoke with Gary, we've pretty much stayed in contact pretty regularly. Um, and here's the thing. We've never talked music. We've never talked Exodus. Wow. We've never talked the, we didn't really hash out the past. We just both quickly said, you know, look, I'm sorry. And right. uh, I'm sorry for my part in all this. And then it was kind of nice. It was, and, you know, Lee was the same way. And so we talked for months. We, I was actually going to go to a Slayer show here and uh, I went there and, and uh, I was on my, my, my motorcycle and they, I couldn't park. I had, they wanted me to park in, in the uh, regular lot. Uh, okay. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't leave my bike. I'm like, I can't leave my bike here. Like it's, it's not going to work. It was a really sketchy part of town. And I'm right. like, nah, it's a custom motorcycle, man. I can't do that. So I, I just went home. I was like, Gary, look, I had to leave cause I, I couldn't park my bike. Like if I could have parked near your buses where there's security, I would have stayed. I would have went in, but there, I couldn't, they wouldn't let me. So I was like, ah, I'm out. And right. so I left uh, anyway. So next time they come through town, I, I told them I'd see him. But so, uh, Tom had called me a couple months ago for the first time we spoke ever. He was getting married and, 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 um, wanted me to come and I, I couldn't make it, but, uh, you know, uh, it, anyway, it was, it, we just settled a lot of, of bad blood Good. and, um, <clears throat> you know, um, so a couple weeks ago they asked me to, to come out and, uh, sing some songs at a show in, in San Francisco. Okay. So um, I am flying there uh, Thursday and we're going to rehearse and, and then I'm going to join them on stage Saturday with Rick too, from, uh, you know, Rick Hunolt, um, which I'm so stoked to see that cool. me and him are going to be in the same hotel, which will be, Rick is the, one of the funniest people ever and so much fun to hang out with. And um, awesome. so it'd be nice to be at the same hotel with Rick and, uh, you know, and, and a couple other guys that are going to be there and, and, uh, it'll be fun, man. It's going to be fun. We'll go out there and settle some bad blood, go out there, have some laughs, play some songs, you know, and I'm sure it'll be a little fest. It'll be all good. And hopefully it won't be too weird. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's where that's at. So, so you'll be going up on stage and, and I I guess then Zetro will, will be stepping down or you'll both be up there at the same time. Or don't you really know the details? Uh, I'm gonna go out and sing, I'm, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out by myself with right. the band and sing the songs that I wrote. That's okay. basically what's gonna happen. There, there's songs that I wrote. I wrote the ballad of Leonard and Charles. I wrote Children, Worthless God. Um, there's a couple others, and and so I'm basically gonna go do those, and then <clears throat> you know, then they're, they're gonna do their show or whatever, and I'll do those. And then uh, I'm probably going to, at the end, probably everyone will come up and sing uh, Toxic or something like that or some. I don't know. Cool. I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but that's my, in my imagination, that's how I kind of see it going. So, right. All right. Well, good luck with that, man. I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah, man. It should be fun. Sounds like it'll, you know, it's a healing process, too. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, man. I mean, look, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it was like a divorce, you know, it was an ugly, divorce that no one was really happy walking away from. And it was kind of, so, you know, it was, you know, as most, some divorces happen, you know, later on you become, you know, okay with the people, you know what I mean? And I, I didn't want to, 
I didn't want to go through my life without resentment. I, you know, I still look, I, I've lived with those guys for 10 fucking years. You know, we've been through a bunch of shit, you know, um, you know, uh, especially, you know, uh, especially with Lee, me and Lee were really close. I was close right. to his family and, uh, his, you know, not only his, his, his parents, but his brother and, 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 uh, you know, every, so the, the, the family side of it was, was hard to, to, to walk away from without, without, you know, one, you're disappointed, you feel bad, which can sometimes turn to anger and resentment. And then you, you know, talk shit when you don't really want to, cause you're just hurt. And when you're hurt, sometimes you lash out. And I can say that that's, I know that I did that from time to time. I tried to take the high road and I tried to just to be grateful for the experience and move on with my life. But then when, and then there were times when I would, would, would just get overwhelmed with the, with the, the emotions of, you know, fuck them. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Even though I, I, you know, most of the time I, I didn't walk around like that. I just tried to live my life and try to move on to something else and, you know, focus on wherever I was at, you know, and, and, you know, and, uh, I miss the, the, some of the times we had, you know, and, and it's, like I said, it's one of the things when you look back on it, it was, it was, I'm grateful for it. It was a, a great experience and, you know, um, you know, me and Lee were talking recently. We were talking about the time we were driving down the road. It was the middle of the night. It was like three o'clock in the morning. We were in bar. We were coming out of Barcelona and we forced our bus driver to stop so we could fucking all run down into the ocean and jump in in the, in the Mediterranean in the middle wow. of the night. Wow. I'm just on the side of the freeway. And right. it, it was just one of those things that, that was, that's the kind of stuff that real that, that I miss, you know what I mean? Right. Where, you know, the shows were so many that they all kind of convoluted into one, you know, it's really hard to discern the show that night. I, I don't remember the show that night, but I remember that, you know, totally. I remember, I remember that, you know, so, you know, there's those things that we, we talk about, we reminisce about, we laugh about. And uh, hopefully when I go back there, it'll be just kind of like a, you know, a soothing process of all that of, Oh yeah, man, let's, that was fun. And it's all good. I wish you the best. And yeah. And, and, and let's move forward and, and, you know, so that's cool. it. Cool. Has that show so. been announced? Like, I mean, is that uh, is that out there that you're you're going to do? Yeah, this? man, yeah. it's at the cathedral. It, yeah. There's a show at the, it's at the cathedral, July seventh and eighth uh, in San Francisco. And and they're they're so. billing it that you're going to be there, or is it like going to be more of a surprise? I don't, I don't know. I'm right. probably uh, I I honestly don't know. All right. Well, I, I said I asked them. I said, hey, can I tell people? They're like, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a, this they didn't is say the, no. Don't. It's a secret. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the first so, I heard. I mean, yeah, I'm on. So I'm on blabbermouth every day, and the first. This is the first I'm hearing of it. So, um, so uh, good. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Man. I'm excited for you that you've. I heard an interview with. Uh, yeah. Well, I heard an interview with Zetro like yeah. a week ago, and he had mentioned it. So oh, yeah. He did? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I did. I saw something from him where he, I didn't read the the details, but he was talking about how he embraces all eras of Exodus or something like that. So, so that was the, that, that was, was what it. I heard too. Yeah, 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 yeah I think some, it was on Brave. Yeah, somebody sent me that. Yeah. yeah. All right, interesting. Yeah. Cool stuff. Well, good luck with that. And also, guys, Thanks, remember man. that Fragile Mortals, the band that features all the members of Generation Kill and, of course, the legendary Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Daryl McDaniels, DMC, uh, Fragile Mortals, The Dark Project, is out in probably mm. just about a week from now by the time we post this. Uh, what, is it July 13th yeah. or something like that? Uh, we'll July 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
You and Bumblefoot plays on it too, man. He's oh cool. He does some vicious guitar playing on it. It's just that's why I say Trenter got so good because, like, I mean, he just he got he got like free lessons from. Yeah, I mean, he just right. and he could sit with him for hours and hours. I mean, they they you know they did all the guitars together, so he definitely took something away from it that was incredible. So anyway, man, it's cool. it's. You know what, man? It's a cool record. You're either going to like it or you're not. You're going to fucking hate it or you're going to go, ah, this is cool. You know, it's not, uh, we're not breaking any new ground. We're not, we're not, uh, it's, it's not like some metal rap crossover thing. It's, you know, it's, you know, we wrote songs based around, uh, you know, what Daryl's abilities were, you know, and we put them in, in cool situations and his lyrics right. are good and they fit the, fit the tone of the songs the songs are real dark and and weird and and yeah man it was we took on a lot of weird subjects a lot of darker subjects that you know he normally didn't do that he normally just sang um more positive stuff and we we didn't do that at all we did the exact opposite of that so um it was nice it was it was it's a cool you know they're just cool songs you know the music's fucking great Uh, you know so anyway you either you'll like it or you're not. If you do, cool. If you don't, uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, man. Well, it's always great catching up yeah. with you. Thanks for, for talking with us. You too, man. Have, uh, tell the wife and kids I said hello. I will. Emily actually said make sure you, you tell Rob I said hi. She's out at a picnic. Uh, it's July 4th weekend here, so yeah. I better go join him. But, uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Great yeah, talking with I'm, you, I'm Rob. getting actually ready to go jump in the pool myself. You too, Mark, okay. man. Always, man. Yeah. yeah. Please keep in touch, and uh, let's let's hang next time you're you're out here. I know you're coming out here to drive out, but you probably won't be around too much. But next time, yeah, next time. Okay, man. All right, dude. All right, be good. Thanks, Rob. Yep. Hey, baby.
just heard was Lot Lizard by Fragile Mortals. Again, that's the band that features Daryl McDaniels, the DMC of Run DMC, and Generation Kill. And that album is about to be finally released. I've been hearing tracks from it for for years now uh, from Rob Machete and Rob Duke sending me stuff. And I'm so glad it's finally coming out. And everyone needs to, to check it out and support this record. It's important to me. And I know it's important to, to, to Rob Dukes and Rob Machete and, of course, Daryl McDaniels, all friends of Talking Metal, all friends of Emily and myself. Does everyone remember how much fun Daryl McDaniels was on Talking Metal? Yeah, yeah that was an epic interview. I epic. Mean, and and the, the, th- the thing about that interview was the best part of the interview was after the cameras were... Or yeah. after the, the microphones were turned off. And that's, we were sitting around the kitchen table, and I was hearing stories about Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's when he was telling about how he, he, oh uh, he got thrown out of... They got thrown out of Michael Jackson's uh, house <laughs> because they... I don't know if it was Daryl or if it was um, Ron... 
but or it may have even been Jam Master Jay, but one of them freaked out over Bubbles. They didn't like Bubbles. And the chimpanzee. Bub- yeah, and then Bubbles like started screaming, and, and like they were screaming, and the next thing they knew, they were escorted out of Michael. J- I have of, never yeah. in my life heard so many amazing stories, and I love Daryl. Anytime he wants to come back here, he's welcome, because I seriously had such a fun afternoon with him. Yeah, we'll get him back. I'd love to talk with him again. Uh, so before we go, Emily, like I said, this was supposed to be the Motorhead episode, and it's not. The next episode will be the official Motorhead episode. But I, these pictures can't wait. You you uh, have some absolutely incredible, amazing pictures in your <laughs> new Motorhead outfit, and I want to post yeah. these in today's show notes because this is the well, coolest bikini I've I've seen in a well, long time. I'm obsessed. Time. I'm totally obsessed with Emily this. Emily basically I just gave it away. Emily has a motorhead bikini. Yep. Well, it's it's this backstory, please. Yeah, the backstory is it's this woman who makes these amazing, you know, bikinis and and it's Betty Bangs. Um Betty Bangs bikini. I need to look okay. at the Betty Bangs bikini. We'll look it up. We'll look it up for sure, and we'll have. But it's all- Betty Bangs bikinis. Is basically basically what it is. Okay. I don't know and we'll have exact- her linked Betty yeah, Bangs we'll have- in uh, in today's show notes. Absolutely for sure. But listen to what she did. So not only like first I was like she has a Motorhead bikini sold done. I wore it to Point Pleasant with my friend Nikki, who introduced Mark and I actually. Right. Um, hey Nikki, if you're listening, um, and wore it to Point Pleasant, but. She also just released a Dio bikini. So you showed sorry. me a picture. We're getting that sorry. for you next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. that's where our money is going to next. Yeah. So we'll have, have that link. We'll have pictures too. of Emily in the Motorhead bikini up in today's show notes. Be sure to check those out on TalkingMetal.com for six, seven, seven. There'll be links up there where you can buy the Fragile Mortals new album. Uh, I believe it's just in download format. So, but we'll have those links up. It's on Amazon. It's going to be on iTunes. And what else? There was something else I feel like I wanted to, to mention. Oh, Emily, myself, and as you heard in the last episode, John will be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Rock and Pod Expo. We need you guys to support. Instead of giving me a PayPal donation this week, go to the Rock and Pod Expo GoFundMe page, which is GoFundMe.com slash rock, the letter N, Pod Expo and contribute $5 so we can make this great event worth everyone's time and money. We need donations to make this happen. We need people there. If you want to travel to Nashville and hang with us, the three Come of visit. us. visit. We yeah. want to meet you. Yeah, Emily will be wearing the Motorhead bikini. No, I will not. Okay, all right. She won't be, but she will definitely be there. You, we'd love to hang with you guys, get pictures with you guys, and hear your stories and we'd love to have you co-host an episode, which you can do if you make a $75 pledge to the GoFundMe page. If you do that, I don't run the GoFundMe page. Actually, I have nothing to do with it. You have to send me an email, too, at markettalkingmetal.com and just say, hey, I pledged $75. I want to co-host an episode with you guys while you're in Nashville. Sadly, I'm shocked by this. We've only sold one of the three slots. Even if you can't make it to Nashville and you still want to co-host an episode, go make that $75 pledge at that, you know, gofundme.com slash rock and pod expo. And you can, we will hook it up via Skype or something. You don't have to actually make it to Nashville. All right. So that's the deal. Um, thank you guys. And we're going to end with 
my friend, do you, it was kind of before I knew you. I used to be really friendly with this guy, Opus. Now, and you've met him, right? Have you met him? But I, I feel met, like... I think I met Opus once, and you definitely yeah. had mentioned him when we were dating. But right. I haven't heard much about him since. Great guy. I mean, I, I remember hanging in with him in, in Las Vegas when when I was out there at the Edom Festival. Played dozens and dozens of shows with this guy. Played in Connecticut with him, with the Hollywood Superstars and Captain T Band. Most of the gigs I played with this guy uh, was with the Captain T Band, which is on Spotify, my old band from the '90s. And uh, I, he wasn't in that band, but like I would play with his bands at the time. G Soul was the, one of the bands that he was uh, a part of back in those days. And anyways, he's he's now has a, just a great project band. That's not, not a project; it's a band. They've been around for for a long, long time at this point. They're called Dead by Wednesday, and this song, Donner's Pass, features our guest today on lead vocals. This is an absolutely amazing track, Dead by Wednesday, with special guest lead vocalist Rob Dukes. Donner's Pass. This came out last year. I mean, listen to this. Wow. It's so, so good. And that's what we're going to close with today. Thank you, Emily. Where can people get in touch with you online? Space.pony is my Instagram handle or Emily Striegel on uh, Twitter. Come check me out. Yeah, we'll have those linked through today's show notes. And again, this is Dead by Wednesday with Rob Dukes on vocals. Go support Dead by Wednesday. Go buy this on iTunes or wherever listen to it on Spotify all right check it out